0: So much intensity leading up to the days of Pesach. Then we hit the Seder. So much to think about. So many spiritual messages. Imagining ourselves leaving Egypt. And you figure we get a little break. But bam, second night, we start counting the Omer. What's this whole Sphira thing about? What's the deal with the Chesed, Gvur, stuff? And what does that have to do with Pesach?
1: Let's find out. Welcome to Consciously podcast focused on honest conversations for regular people seeking spiritual growth. Here's our host, Menachem Posnansky.
0: Hey, consciously, welcome back. So for those listening on time, it's Pesach, and we've jumped into Spiris Omer, and I'm really excited to talk about that. I hope all of you who have been utilizing our Light Revealed Sphere companion are enjoying. And if uh, you're looking to find out about that, there is a link in the episode description of a webpage that has that. So uh, look at that. But first, we want to welcome you to the Consciously Podcast, and thank you for joining us. We ask, if you can, please do us a favor, subscribe, give us a review, and five stars on Apple especially. That gets the good word out and lets people know who we are. You can definitely check us out at the Light Revealed on Facebook and Instagram, some great posting and content. And we also recently created a Light Revealed WhatsApp group that's admin post only, where we're going to keep people updated about a lot of really super exciting things that are going on at the Light Revealed. We're actually about to make some really cool, great moves uh, to enrich the lives of us and everyone else. Finally, check out our books, Consciously Six Steps to Living Vibrantly with Our Creator and Stepping Out of the Abyss, A Jewish Guide to the 12th. Steps. If you have questions or want to comment or get in touch with us, you can reach us at The Light Revealed on Instagram or you can email us at consciouslythepodcast at consciouslythepodcastgmail.com. It's all in the episode descriptions. Okay, so Spheres Omer, what is Spheres Omer? What's going on here, you know, obviously there's the actual counting of the Sviris Omer, and Lispor means to count, so Sviris Omer is to count the Omer, which means counting the days and weeks that happen between the second day of Pesach until the completion of the Omer process on Shavuos, but however, all of that also corresponds to the process of us transitioning from a space of Pesach, abject brokenness and constriction, to Shavuos, which is spiritual enlightenment. Receiving the light of torah and in judaism receiving the torah is not only celebrated as Like a historical event that happened in the past, but it's also a recurring spiritual reality that occurs every year on shavuos where there's Spiritual light that's coming down into the world and our neshamas our souls are receiving the light of torah receiving a portion of torah that we will Have the opportunity and the blessing to process and to share throughout the coming year so just as the Jewish people receive the Torah on Harsinai and Shavuos, so too on a spiritual plane, in a ruchniyistic way, as they might say, do we as people, each of us individually, and the entirety of the Jewish people, receive a portion of the light of the Torah on Shavuos each year. And traditionally, we've u- we utilize this time as a period for reflection, personal reflection and personal development, by making efforts to refine our character as we prepare for receiving this light. Now, the Torah reveals... That this time of year, the counting of the Omer and our preparations to receive the Torah are powerfully and practically connected to the Kabbalistic spheres of reality and knowledge called the Spheros. Now, for those not like deeply familiar with the language of Torah, Kabbalah, Chasidis, etc., the Spheros describe ten layers of spiritual reality through which the world exists. Basically, there are four worlds. Each of those worlds contain these 10 layers, and the 10 layers actualize into a system and a design that allows divine infinite light to manifest ultimately at the end of it into physical, material existence. And basically, the spheres are describing the way in which God created and designed the world. So they describe a system for perceiving, ostensibly, right, as we come to understand the spheres, it's describing a system for perceiving the process of creation that God chose when he manifested reality. So now, if we think about, as we've talked about on the podcast before, and many people are familiar with, there's a passage that states, from my flesh I can see God. And what that means is, if we look at ourselves, if we come to understand ourselves, we can begin to perceive, in many ways, the divine intent and nature of how God manifests himself in the world and how he created the world so just like any creative process a creative process begins with the flash of an idea with a thought and then that evolves as, it, as it's distilled in the mind into a constructive concept and then that progresses into a desire and a conviction and a resolution and a passion to act and then the person actually goes out and does something he creates a cup etc cetera, etc cetera. so this sphere of formula which in the spheres is broken down into two parts, three intellectual layers followed by seven emotive layers is the basic and foundational method through which God created the, the world. And this formula, as we learned, this formula also describes the basic construct within which God created creative beings. So just as God had the idea, so to speak, to create the world, and that idea evolved, so to speak, into a resolution, and then ultimately into an action, so to speak, of creating, so too we have three intellectual traits and seven emotive qualities within ourselves and within our creative activities. Every time we do something, we are utilizing the three intellectual qualities as we're kind of processing the information, seeing what's going on, thinking about things, coming up with ideas, gathering information, etc., etc. And then the emotive qualities are how we interact with that information. And in different circumstances, we will leverage the use of those emotive qualities and how we engage the world and how we're able to accomplish what we need to accomplish. So what are these seven emotive qualities? So Pneumas the Torah, explains, you have chesed gvura tiferes, Netzach Those are the seven emotive qualities, and what that amounts to is Chesed, which is kindness, love, and giving. And I broke down for this, for the purposes of this podcast, and also for the sphere book that we put out, I broke them down into three English words that, to some degree, describe the entirety of them. But there's probably they're probably much more than that. So there's Chesed, there's Gvura, which is discipline, reverence, and strength. Tiferes, which is balance, dignity, and authenticity's truth. Netzach, determination, resilience, and persistence. Hod, gratitude, humility, and sympathy. Uh, Yesod, which is vulnerability, intimacy, and empathy. And then finally, Machos, which is actualization, action, and practical strength. Now, the holy books of the Torah teach us that the seven weeks of Sfiris omer actually correspond to each one of these emotive qualities so that the practice of counting the days and weeks of the omer is Specifically designed to operate like a spiritual surgery where we're counting the days connecting with the emotive quality of that week and that gen- generates a form of metaphysical healing within our souls that allows us to become better and better people okay But then it gets even cooler because what this pharmacodosium explained is that each one of the qualities is composed of seven parts itself, meaning itself doubled plus the six other qualities. So let's say, for example, chesed, right? Chesed is kindness, love and giving, but within chesed is an aspect of the other qualities. So there's the love to be, the love to be kind, for example, which is something we talked about over there, right? And there's many different variations in the way in which this manifests, or discipline about being loving, or balance in our loving relationships, or resilience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So each of the emotive qualities is composed itself of seven traits. So what comes out is we have seven qualities and 49 fundamental traits within each person. Now, all of this corresponds to the 49 days of the omers, that the function on a spiritual plane, on a mystical plane, of counting spheres of omers, that it creates a certain measure of spiritual healing within one of the fundamental traits Of Our souls each day kind of bringing ourselves closer and closer to a place We are ready to receive torah on yet a higher level than what we received in the past Now this doesn't mean that we're obviously going to be perfect by the time that shavuos rolls around But the point is is that we are trying to ready ourselves to prepare ourselves To be to receive torah at a higher plane at a higher level than we did in previous years so that each year We're kind of connecting deeper and deeper peeling the onion away getting closer and closer To the essence of torah by being better more refined people so the idea here is that each week on the podcast we're going to do a short discussion of each one of the traits and an idea hopefully that relates to the week and the season that we're in now what we're going to be doing in the weeks moving forward is that we're going to share an idea a concept we're going to share about each one of these qualities and their corresponding traits And then there's going to be an interview of a young person, and this is a new series we're calling Revealing Light, a young person sharing some of their experience. And I had the premise that if I interviewed six young people, that each one would correspond to a particular theme of that week. And it, thank God, came true in really, really wonderful ways. And we have some great interviews with some great guests, and I'm looking forward for you to hear that starting next week. So that brings us now to the quality of chesed. Now chesed, as he said, is composed of kindness, loving, and giving. And it represents the kind of the right side, so to speak. There's kind of two sides and then a center point when it comes to understanding our emotions. And the right side is chesed, kindness. And it amounts to the part of us that is expansive, reflective, and other-centered, which actually corresponds to the right side of our brains for those of us that are right-handed If we want to draw a correlation between the spiritual and the physical. So our chesed wants to share what it has Freely, it just wants to give it all without any of the drags of limits or boundaries It's the essence of a theme that we've talked about on the podcast, which is for free and for fun Because I can now the question that comes up and someone poses question to me so I've been thinking about it is Why is Chesed, why is the week of Chesed correlated to Pesach? What is the message that we can take from there? And how can this kind of like open the door for us to better understand the Svira of Chesed as we're counting this week and kind of maybe at least reflecting on the underlying quality of the week. So you might think that giving freely and indiscriminately, which is really the earmark of Chesed, is most appropriate and powerful as a, a reaction to one with a lot of abundance. Meaning when we have so much that it doesn't seem to matter, then of course we should be giving it away. But in fact, that's not the case. Anyone who looks at life will notice that when we have a lot, when we, we have a lot of abundance, we actually really need to take time to not necessarily give freely. That's when we need to take con- other considerations, like tapping in to some of the other emotive qualities that we mentioned earlier, Gvur, Tifer, Netzach, and Malchus. Right? Like having limits and boundaries, being other-centered, being resilient, being humble, being delicate and affectionate, and being practical. When you have a lot, you have the responsibility to give appropriately. On the other hand, it's when we are at our lowest, when we feel the most down and most drawn to lick our wounds and to think about ourselves, when we feel like we have nothing to offer, perhaps that is when we need to turn outward most and share whatever we have, give where we can to those who have less, to love for free and for fun because we can and because we get to. Perhaps just then, when we're feeling lowest, is when we need to forget about ourselves and see where we might be able to be useful to others. Perhaps that is why chesed falls out on Pesach, because Pesach corresponds to that space where we're just emerging out of Mitzrayim, when as it relates the process of readying ourselves To receive the torah we are at our lowest and as we've learned in the podcast before the famous recovery idea when we're down to nothing God is usually up to something because it's just then that we most need to focus our attention on being channels of his light and his love just when it feels like we have nothing to give and we can and we find ourselves beset by insecurities and voices that tell us how could you give What do you have to offer? What about all those flaws? It is just then that we need to shift the dynamic and the narrative and say, no, I have something to offer someone. There is someone to whom I can give. Let me access my strength. Let me be a channel of God. Let me be a humble reflection of his light. I don't have time to think about what's right or what he needs or what's appropriate, or if I'm gonna do this forever, or if I'm being humble. I don't have time to think about it, it's true. Maybe I'm doing it wrong but all I need to do is to give and to give and to give and to give some more. I just need to be kind for myself because I have no other choice because I'm down to nothing and that's the only thing that I can do. Yes, as I move on in my life as I start to gain strength as I start to feel better as I start to recover I can start thinking about giving in a more balanced way but right now I just need to give for giving's sake. I I need to give because I'm a giver. I need to Do good because I am good. I don't really have the capacity to make considerations. I just need to jump in for free and for fun because I can. And that's what Chesed's about. And that's what these days of Pesach are about. About that space in our lives when we still have not yet even created a baseline of wellness. When we're still kind of trapped in Egypt. We still haven't crossed the Amsof. Paro is still right behind us. And yet we're free. Yet the early beginnings, the seedlings of freedom and redemption have begun to take root in our lives and it's time to give and it's time to love and it's time to be kind and that's a little bit what chasid's is about it's a little rash it's a little nuts it's a little bit getting ahead of itself <speaking in Hebrew> that's how god created the world he just did it he threw it all together then he came with kura and, and Machus. of course the process Evolves over time to something that's more balanced and more nuanced and more specific But the beginning we always have to go back to that beginning of it's just about love. It's just about kindness It's about what we can do for the other giving for giving's sake So if it's been a, a long couple days of yantif and you're feeling maybe Less than tolerant To your loved ones and yourself. Maybe it's time to just do something kind for them or for somebody else Direct your attention away from licking your own wounds, and focus your attention on giving more and more
1: and more. God Thank you for joining the Consciously family. Consciously is brought to you by The Light Revealed, a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever is looking for them. Consciously is made possible by the kindness of the Capellius family in memory of Taporabas Bas Ravara. Our producer is Morty Schwartz. Our audio engineer is Alps, and our artwork is by Tani Puzz. Our social media team is led by Teil and Asanian, with help from Zoe Poznansky. The assistant to the regional co-host is Shmaya Honikman, and our music is by Aton Katz, featuring Zush. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please feel free to email us at consciouslythepodcast at gmail.com. Or private message us on Instagram or Facebook oh at no. the